It's six o'clock. You guys ready for Mutiny Joke Workshop? All right. First on the mic, she runs the show. She just put together the baddest comedy festival in the fucking world. Give it up for this bad mama, Pam Benjamin. Keep going for Anthony Mitchell, who is guest hosting today. And for Scotto, running the ones and twos back there, yay! Hi, everybody. So, um, yesterday was really fun for me because I got on the bus and I was in a really good mood because I just finished the festival and there were two hot skateboarders on the bus. And I was like, I had just taken some mushrooms, so I thought, this is the opportunity to talk to 26-year-old men. Uh, and I did, and I looked at him and I was like, was there, did, this, did the skateboard army meeting just get out? Are all the other hot guys up the street? And then they like laughed and blushed. And I was like, oh yeah. And I said, oh, I bet you're 26 and you're 25. And they're like, oh, oh, oh you're spot on. And I was like, you roll expert spliffs. You have a bong in your backpack. And he's like, how do you, how do you know? And I just like, anyways, they were really, really cute. And Mark Noyer was there, so I got to, and he was like, I can't believe you just hit on those 26 year olds. And I was like, hot guys on the bus. Do you not hit on hot girls on the bus? I think that feminism, is actually, people say, oh, you shouldn't objectify women anymore. No, we should absolutely objectify women. And feminism means that we should be equal and we should be able to objectify men. Objectify everybody, yay! Right, objectification for feminism. No, yeah, are you on board? Yeah, cool. I, th I think for feminism, I think that the way that we can really bring equality right now to America is by changing PG-13 movies. Right now in a PG-13 movie, if you cover up the nipple, it's the 180% side boob. And I like that. And you can see the butt, but not the hole. All right. It's like no genitals, the genitals are covered up. So what I'd like to see for equality, I'd like to see some side scrote. Right? Maybe a little hairy, maybe a little veiny, I don't know. You're still not on board. Let's imagine together a Martin Scorsese film. There's an infinity pool. The sun is going down. Nick Cage is swimming toward the steps. We see his butt, yeah. He gets to the stairs. He's climbing out the stairs. His dick is above the stairs. His nutsack is deep in the water. And what we get to see is this beautiful stained glass side scrote for equality. Quality now. Jared's not on board. He doesn't like equality. You like side boob? You like under boob? You respect women. Man, I love boob. I saw well, I was talking about Mark Neuer. Man, his boobs are so hot. Like I was like, I want to like touch his under boob all the time. Have you seen that? It's gorgeous. Like we could wear the same bra size. I never, I'm never wearing a bra again though. That's I haven't worn a bra since August 1st. I saw you're lighting me. That's perfect. I'm actually going to a strip club tonight to perform. And underneath this, okay, so I have this little thing on. There's literally nothing. I'm going to, if Mike Evans Jr. lets me, I'm doing my set topless in the Condor because it's the first topless bar in San Francisco. Do you guys think that's a good idea? 
Okay, good. I think for feminism, I'm free in the nipple. I will not do a PG-13 set. Thank you guys for being here. Everybody put your hands together for your host, Anthony Mitchell. Give it up for Pam Benjamin, everyone. Yay! Uh, my name's Anthony. I'll be your guest host tonight. Uh, excuse me, I'm very sweaty. Uh, I have fat people genetics. Uh, I'm not fat, but I still sweat like Lizzo in a sweater because uh, my dad is 300 pounds. Uh, great. Uh, uh, Do you guys have a fun weekend? Yeah, great. I had one too. Thank you for asking. Uh, I met a girl this weekend, and when I met her, at, I met her at a bar, and when I met her, she already was, like, pretty drunk, and she was like, oh, she was so sad. And I was like, oh, why are you so sad? And she was complaining. I was like, well, I'm not getting any matches on Tinder. And, like, I'm looking at her. I'm like, I understand why she's not getting any matches on Tinder, but I decided to be nice. I was like, why do you think you're not getting matches on Tinder? And she was like, well, people of color just don't get the same matches of not people of color. And I'm like, wow, that's a really cool way to say, I'm not ugly, society's ugly. I'm not 60 pounds overweight, society is 60 years in the past. Yeah. Uh, I wish I could do things like that, but obviously I can't. Uh, I wish like the next time my boss says like, Anthony, why were you late to work? And I, can, I get to say, well, Historically, Italians are bad at geography. But I can't. Um, it is fun to be Italian. It's like the last race of people you can just be like openly racist against and just no one cares. I mean, Dago, Wop, Guinea, Goomba. I don't know what any of these racial slurs mean. I just know my grandma gets pissed whenever I say them at her. At her. Uh, does any of you guys have like fun... Tattoos? No one has tattoos. You have tattoos? Can I see your tattoos? What are they? Miscellaneous? A mountain? Which mountain? In the Netherlands? The Laos? See, I wish I could get tattoos, but the problem is uh, my parents loved me too much. And I feel like that's hard because I feel like every underdog story is like, oh, I wanted to try so hard, but no one believed in me, especially my father. I told my parents, like, I'm going to San Francisco. I want to do stand-up. They're like, that's great. We believe in you. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to be in San Francisco. I'm going to smoke weed. And they're like, it's legal. No one gives a shit. And like, all right, I'm going to get a boyfriend and have a healthy relationship. They're like, not on my fucking watch, Okay. Not in this, your house. Great. Um, all right, that's it. Hey, it was four minutes. Great. Uh, give it up for your next comedian, Pete Ballmer. Yeah. Keep going for Anthony. 
Or not. Okay, sweet. Uh, I'm feeling a little under the weather. Um, let's see. I got the I got the new booster shot recently, so that's that. I think it's fun that we now live in an age that if you ever just get a cold, but you want to go about your day without bumming anyone out, you could just tell everyone that you just got the new booster. Like, even if there is no new booster, they're like, is there even a new booster these days? I'm like, what are you, a fucking Republican? <laughs> Be on the side of science, right? It's not that hard. <laughs> Uh, I'm a size XL t-shirt. Any other beef houses out there? No. Okay, cool. I think uh, I think you could tell by how they name t-shirt sizes after large that they never planned on that many people being bigger than large. They just keep tossing extras in there, you know? I feel like if in 1909 you like went to a tailor and you're like, hi, can I have an extra, extra large shirt? They'd be like, why? Is your cow cold? <laughs> Who sent you here? President Taft himself? He's president at the time. I did my homework. Okay. Uh, I feel like, you know, a lot of the times, like, the English language doesn't keep up to, like, societal trends. Welcome, welcome. Like, uh, they added adorkable to the dictionary this month, which is wild, because jo Zoe Deschanel has been around for decades, right? Okay, that's funny. I feel like if they renamed uh, the shirt sizes now in 2022, it would go, like, medium, large beautiful very very sexy deserving of love and i think that's good because if you're going to buy a double xl raiders jersey you need someone to tell you you're deserving of love i think cool uh i i think also i don't know i i i'm all for equality in society but i think our language makes it tough uh, for certain things like women have made a lot of progress, uh, but you can still tell based on how people use, uh, like man or woman that it's not equal. Right. Cause if somebody does something good for me, a guy, I can be like, Oh, thanks man. And they're like, Oh, cool. Appreciate it. Uh, if a woman does something nice for me and I'm like, thanks woman, they're like, Whoa, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I just sold you a croissant. What do you want from me here? <laughs> That's the same thing. You can only call someone the thing that they are. If it's like societal society determines it unilaterally good. You know, like a doctor, you can be like, thanks, doctor. But it's very rude to be like, oh, thank you, lady who handles fraud claims at H&R Block. She's like, what the fuck, you know? But it's not perfect. You can be like, thanks, senator. And that's not a good thing, right? Okay, we're getting political up here. Yeah, all right. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, like I assume of your last comic, uh, I was in a frat in college. Surprise. <laughs> You're like, oh, what? Douchey Thomas the Tank Engine? Really? I thought you were in a literary society. No. Um, we, uh, I was in a frat in 2017. That's an interesting time to be in a fraternity because the national narratives were rightfully shifting around fraternities. Uh, and the frats knew they had to do some like PR stuff to catch up to that. So our frat scheduled us uh, to take a uh, sexual assault workshop. Sorry, like a, like a sexual assault prevention workshop. It wasn't like a, here's how it's done, boys. <laughs> like, no, it was, um, I don't know. It's not like a terrible intention necessarily, but it seems like that wasn't going to work. You know, it's like, oh, what can we do to affect the morals of 20-year-old boys? How about PowerPoint? That'll solve it. And the guy, and they really fucked up the execution. Like, the guy who had to teach the class uh, was a 68-year-old alumni of our fraternity named Chet. And, like, I don't think there's any name that is not is itself inherently kind of rapey, but, like, <laughs> anyone know a Chet? <laughs> like, you tell me, you know? And uh, he's just, he was not equipped to handle the class. He was learning alongside us. Like, we got to a slide that was, like, no means no. 
And he was like, really? Like, <laughs> what if you already bought her dinner? <laughs> Skip this slide, all right? I was supposed to say this earlier, but he started the class and he tried to be like, uh, he tried to be like, uh, all right, fellas, uh, let's let's just do a little icebreaker real quick. Um, what do you call a woman who uh, has sex with a lot of guys? And dead silence over the crowd. Because if you're a frat guy in 2017, you know how to spot a trap, right? So we're sitting there. At some point, one of the guys raises his hand. He's like, sexually active. And Chet was like, come on, guys, take this seriously. Like, okay, cool. There's more to that. Thank you. Appreciate it. Bye. Hey, P-Bomber, let me know if you guys want comments, and we can give you guys comments if you want. Uh, and no, I was not in a frat, but you're not the fir first person to think I might drug you, so great. All right, give it up for your next comedian, Kyle Morrissey. Um, speaking of sexual assault, I, uh, started a new job last week. Um, they got me a, oh wow, <laughs> just shooting myself in the foot right out the gate. Um, they're making, uh, they're making me, new job, I, I have to watch all the sexual harassment training videos. I mean, everybody does, not just me, it's not like I, it's not like I did something. Like, th they're mandatory, you know? I didn't like start my first Zoom meeting. Like, I am excited to be here. Look, like, <laughs> let, me, let me prove it to you. I I hate sexual harassment training videos. Um, representation in the workplace has come such a long way, at, at least according to the sexual harassment training videos. Uh, but for some reason, every time they show the office pervert, he still looks suspiciously a lot like me in 20 years, you know, like a divorced, balding me. And that sucks because now I'm kind of invested in him. I'm like kind of rooting for him. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, all right, man, you got an office crush. That's fine. That's just be smart. Oh, she's 20 years younger than you. <laughs> all right, just don't, don't be weird, man. Hey, Melissa, how about you t take this big deadline? Like, nah, I would never say that. <laughs> And then they, they make you answer the questionnaires. There's always the questionnaires of what did Tim do wrong? Did he violate her boundaries? A, B, did he not ask for consent? Now the answer is C. Tim didn't bother maintaining the relationships he built in college, and so now his only social life is work. Um, what what else could I add to this? I don't know. Um, I uh, feel like it's kind of hard to make friends in this economy. Um, I'm, uh, I, 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 I'm very competitive. It's hard for me to be happy for other people, but I'm also honest about it, which is a bad combination because it, it gets me stuck in this position where it's like, how do I, how do I start being confident around people who know I'm an insecure piece of shit? I don't, I don't know how to reverse it. Um, I can't even like get a word in when I see them nowadays. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. No, you're not. No, you're right. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're right. Um, Maybe I'll keep that. Um, I'm, uh, I'm Irish. I learned that when the Irish emigrated to the United States, they technically were not considered white. Um, like by today's standards, the Irish would be considered people of color, which means I have to imagine that the Irish were referring to themselves as people of color. Uh, <laughs> the O had to have an apostrophe over it, like their last names. You know, I'm Daniel O'Color. Uh, 
a- anytime anytime someone has attributed something in my life to to white privilege i'm just like i think that's the luck actually of the <laughs> i guess the luck of the irish um I think we're all familiar with how uh, awkward it is to watch a movie sex scene with our parents. Um, I don't think we'll ever solve that. I think that's just going to be a perennially awkward thing. Because I think it's just as hard for the parents as well. Um, Because the one thing that I learned is that if there's one thing more awkward than watching a sex scene with your parents, it's trying to alleviate the tension while you're watching a sex scene with your parents. It's trying to be comic relief. Like when I was a kid, when I was like nine, I went to go see The Matrix 2. Uh, in theaters with my dad and if you remember in the middle of the matrix 2 there's a wildly unnecessary very graphic sex scene between neo and trinity and you know what's weird is like they're covered they're they're in the real world they're not in the matrix so they're covered in all these holes so given how graphic it was i'm surprised surprised that they didn't really get that creative with it like i mean he could have fucked her armpit or something like morpheus could have popped in and be like you think that's pussy you're eating um but uh, I just I just remember me and my dad trying to watch this sex scene, and and then I I tried to alleviate the tension. I leaned over to him, and I was I was like, "Damn, Dad, I didn't realize you were taking us to a porno." <laughs> and he just it, he popped a blood vessel. It, it it was the most uncomfortable both of us have ever been. He he just without breaking eye contact from the screen, he just went God, and then we spent the rest of the movie in silence. Not like hey, we're in a movie theater silence, but like. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> Are you okay, Kyle? All right. Good luck at the emergency room. All right, everyone pray for Kyle. Good night, Kyle. All right, next on the list is Mark Palchik. I am not Kyle's dad. I'm 72 years old. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not that old. I got plenty of energy. I walk my dog every day, twice a day for two hours. All right, it should only be an hour and a half, but you know that dog stops every 10 minutes so I can pee? Since I've been working at home, I rarely know what day it is. Just last Monday, I got up and I got dressed for church and I remembered, that's really silly. I don't go to church on Monday morning. I'm Jewish. I don't go to church at all. Well, as you can probably imagine, 72 is a scary time. I mean, every little minor malady could be a death sentence or gas. And my big fear is a stroke. I'm not running for the governor of Pennsylvania, but I'm still worried about getting a stroke. Welcome. Did everything come out all right? Oh, great for you. Just like last Saturday, I'd been wearing my contacts all day. My eyes were tired, so I decided to change into my glasses. Everything went blurry. I knew it. This is a stroke. I knew it wasn't gas. So I jumped into my car, raced to the hospital, doctor looks at me and says, sir, I can't give you the shot. What, what, why can't, what did I do wrong? Why can't you give me the shot? Did, did I do something wrong? He says, yeah, you're stupid. 
just take your contacts out before you put your glasses on. So as you can imagine, I get no respect for my kids, my adult kids. They say things to me like, my house, my rules. It's still COVID out there, wear a mask. And dad, stop fidgeting, we're trying to change your diaper. So I live in Washington, D.C., and I love it, except it's getting way too expensive. I mean, you wouldn't believe what it costs these days to buy a politician. And they're not worth it. Both D.C. and Georgia have politicians that tweeted that Jews control the weather. Don't sit there. That's right where my camera is. Yo, stand up. Move out of the seat. Thank you. Move to the left, please. A little situational awareness, please. <laughs> Just leave it. <clears throat> As I was saying... Both D.C. and Georgia have politicians who tweeted the Jews control the weather. <laughs> really? We haven't been able to control the weather since we left Egypt the first time. And you want a little secret? If we really had that superpower, we'd just keep Manhattan a toasty 78 degrees. You ever been to South Carolina? They got some amazing billboards, but they're sending you a secret message. The billboards go, billboard ad for, for a massage parlor, Jesus loves you, this is Trump country. Happy ending, Jesus loves you, Trump company, country. Over and over and over again. I finally figure out what they're trying to tell me. Be happy, somebody loves you, and boy, are you fucked. I hate the fact that just because I'm over 70, people like you think I'm old, that on the BART, pregnant women give me their seat, and then my only pickup line is help. I've fallen and I can't get up. I'm Mark Palchek. Thank you very much. Give it up for Mark Palchek. Telling people who's boss, don't sit in his seat. He'll kick your ass. Hell yeah. All right, great job, Mark. Uh, next on the list, Michelle Motador. Hi everyone, I'm Michelle. Thank you. Um, so I got married last year. Yes, some anemic wooing in the back. Yes, it's not very cool to get married anymore. You know, like I have a husband, you know, sounds kind of lame. Like I could have a boo or an SO or a bay, but no, I just, I just have a husband, you know, like what is this, the 1940s? But anyway, my husband is from Australia. And everybody loves Australia. Yeah, every time they meet him, yes, every time they meet him, they're like, oh my God, I've always wanted to go to Australia. And I'm like, is it that interesting? Like, okay, you have some cute animals, some decent beaches, a disconcerting lack of ethnic diversity. Yeah, but, but people, like, they love Australia. Like, let me give you an example, like the koalas. Everyone's like, koalas, they're so cool. They're so cute. They, they sit in eucalyptus trees and they're just eating the leaves, getting high all day. Like, they're so cute. Like, and I just want to tell you that they're not cute. They're gross. They're really gross. And this is true. 
90% of the females have chlamydia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. And that is only, I, I also learned that's only slightly more than the number of women here in the marina. Um, and then I was wondering, I was like, well, how did these koalas, how did they get chlamydia? And it's, it's just what you would think. They got them from French tourists. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so one of the reasons, like, I just got, gave you guys a good reason why, like, Australia's not that cool, but, like, you don't care. Like, this guy's like, I have chlamydia. It's like, it's not so bad. Um... And, and really the reason that I, I feel this way is because I'm jealous. You see, I'm Iranian-American, so when I tell people where I'm from, I don't get the same warm and fuzzy reaction. First, I tell them uh, where I'm from. I'm from Virginia. And just like you guys, their eyes glaze over. <laughs> and, then, and then they're confused. They're like, hmm, doesn't look like she's from Virginia. She's got tan skin and... Strong nose, where is she from from? And so I say, I'm from Iran, bitch. And also, like, what does a Virginian look like? Are you imagining that I'm supposed to be wearing a tri-corner hat and carrying a bushel of tobacco leaves? No, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what a Virginian looks like. They look like my Australian husband. <laughs> um, anyway, so my, uh, People get very excited when they meet my husband. It's like they're thinking like, wow, how could this, how did this exotic creature from halfway across the world be, be sitting right next to me? And I'm like, look, he's not a talking kangaroo. He's just a 39-year-old man that burns easily. And look, this is, this is what happens. Let me tell you, this is what happens when a bunch of pink-skinned Europeans decide to travel halfway across the world and take over a sun-drenched island. They arrived, and they saw these beautiful indigenous people with their lovely dark-colored skin. And they said, By God, George, would you look at that color? It's divine. I agree, Charles. I want it for myself. And you know what they got instead? Skin cancer. Karma is a bitch. Thanks, everyone. That's my time. Uh, my sister's boyfriend is Australian, and I feel like it's really funny just to rip into Australia and just talk about how just they're so nice, but they're not hard workers at, I don't know your husband, they're not hard workers at all. They're all about just like, hey man, let's just chill out, let's drink some Fosters, shrimp on the barbie, all that, even though it's like prawns on the barbie, but like 
it's so much fun to just rip into Australia because even like I talked to my sister's boyfriend and he's like, yeah, no, you're right. You're 100% right. Yeah, we don't do much. Uh, so yeah, anyways, great job, Michelle. Round of applause for your last comic. <laughs> Next on the mic, she's a winner in San Francisco. Give it up for Denise Lee. So when I'm when I'm not on stage, people find it hard to tell when I'm like joking around. Like I met a guy at a bar recently and he told me he had just turned 40. And so just to mess with him, I was like, oh, my God, I also just turned 40. And he was like, holy shit, what they say about Asians is true. Y'all don't age at all. And he was like, you don't look a day over 32. And I was like, I'm in my 20s, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> uh, but I am, I am in my 20s, but um, you can kind of tell that I'm getting older because like, when you look into my eyes, there's just no more hope or optimism anymore. Just kind of giving up. Uh, I feel like I've gotten more pessimistic since moving to San Francisco. San Francisco has made me super pessimistic, and I know I'm more pessimistic now because uh, I carry a jacket with me wherever I go. Like, when I walk outside and I see the sun shining, I'm just like, oh, that will go away soon, too. It's not here to stay. Uh, I've been, uh, when I, when I first moved to San Francisco, I lost a ton of weight. And the first time that I went back home when my friends was like, oh my God, uh, what's your secret to losing all that weight? What diet are you on in San Francisco? And I was like, oh, it's super easy. All you got to do, uh, is be super depressed. That will, that will do it. Uh, <laughs> I've been trying to be more open with people about like it, having experienced depression. Like I called my mom recently and I was like, Hey, like I've been feeling pretty depressed recently. And she was super sympathetic. She was like, yeah, if I were you, there would be lots of reasons I would feel depressed too. And then she just started listing shit. <laughs> she was like, your job isn't that good. Your sister's like way more successful than you. You're not married. You have no kids. And I was like, those were not things on my mind at all. <laughs> but good to know. I think part of the reason that I'm depressed is because there's just like so much like societal pressure to like get things done, right? Like I feel like I'm always trying to optimize like work and exercise and the other night I was feeling so stressed out uh, that I just started crying. But then while I was crying, I Googled how many calories are burned from crying. <laughs> 1.3 calories per minute. <laughs> And I was like, oh my God, this is a great ab workout. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. Um, really, those were, those were the jokes I wanted to try. Oh man, I missed one earlier. Um, yeah, so, so back to the joke where it was like, uh, yeah, the guy thought that I was 32, but I'm actually in my 20s. Uh, you know, people talk about like being offended by their own jokes or no, never mind. We'll just skip that. We'll just skip that. That's we'll we'll try it again tomorrow. It's fine. Uh, I'm, I'm not a very good cook, uh, but I've been trying to get better. Last week I found a recipe online and it said foolproof roasted chicken, which was crazy because I was totally fooled by that recipe. <laughs> 
these blogs have all these backstories and it was like, yeah, you know, like in just 20 minutes, you can get like a tender chicken breast dripping with juices. And so following this 20 minute recipe, two hours later, uh, I had a chicken breast that was neither tender nor dripping with juices. Okay, yeah, I don't really know where I'm going with that, but thank you so much for listening. Give it up for Denise. Yay, Denise. Next on the mic is a very funny person. Give it up for Johnny Newton. Yo, how's everyone doing? Pretty good, yeah. I took a uh, 23andMe the other day, and it turns out that I'm Caucasian. And uh, all my ancestors did meth. You know? It's weird, though, like, looking like a meth guy, you know? Like, people, I think, think that I do meth. Like, uh, I feel like I look like the kind of guy that, like, isn't allowed to buy Sudafed at Walgreens. You know? They're like, dude, you can, we can't tell you. <laughs> we think you're going to make bathtub meth or something, you know? And I was thinking about it. Some the other day, though, was like, you look really tired, you know? It's kind of like a, I guess it's like passive-aggressive or whatever, you know? But you, like, can't say the opposite. Like, can't go up to someone and be like, you look really, really, really energized, you know? It's kind of just, like, accusatory. I don't know. I uh I uh I live at home, you know, and I'm bald. That's pretty tight. You know? I feel like you can only live at home and be bald if you're like a baby. You know? Just a small, regular, like twelve inch baby. Fifteen inches. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the, I don't know what they are in inches. Um what else do I got? Um What's up with, uh, like, map makers of old times, you know? Because I feel like that was, like, once a prestigious profession, you know? Like they were, like, the NASA once upon a time. But now if you make maps, you probably just, like, have autism, you know? You know, which isn't, like, a bad thing, but, like, you're at, like, a high school union or something. Hey, man, like, how you doing? He's like, oh, thanks for asking, man. My wife left me, and now I uh, spend my days making maps, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Tough way to live. <laughs> also, tools of old times. What, what's up with these sand timers? You know, how they figure out how much sand was needed for specific timers, you know? Because I, could, I couldn't just go up to someone and be like, hey, give me like 30 minutes of sand, right? Actually, you know, give me 31 minutes. You know, just uh, mess with them. Whoever, uh, whoever figured that was uh, a real genius. Um,. They say that the uh, that one should like know thyself, right? And I feel like what I know about myself was if I was a medieval peasant, I would uh, be one of the guys just hucking cabbage at people at uh, public executions. You know, I think it would have frequented the public executions a lot. You know, just to like show support. You know, for the local, the local hierarchy. I don't know. All right. Did anyone, uh, I'm going to transition here. Did anyone measure their penis today? No? What's up with guys measuring their penises, you know? It's pretty weird. Like, uh, like did cavemen measure their penises? You know? Like, did a caveman just, like, measure, like, did he find, like, a, like a four-inch stone? You know, just, like, hold it up. He's like, mm. Mm. <laughs> How big is your stone? <laughs> kind of looks like a caveman. Uh... 
you know, like, like if, if cavemen did measure their penises with stones, you know, there was that one caveman that was just walking around with like a 15 inch stone. And I was like, come on, like, we know you're lying. He's like, no, no, I promise. I promise. Like, no, we're all naked. We, we, we can see you're lying. No, I don't know. Um, I uh, was watching Robin Hood the other day, that shitty movie with uh, Russell Crowe. And there's this really dramatic scene where he's like talking to the little little Robin. He's like, "You gotta rise and rise again until lambs become lions." You know, and I was thinking about like, how would a lamb ever become a lion, right? Like, imagine if like a lamb walked up to a pride of lions and was like, "What's up, guys? Like, I'm uh, I'm one of you guys now." They're like, "No, you kind of look like a a small lamb." He's like, "No, I can promise you. I just took down a gazelle the other day." All right. Uh, thanks, everyone. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs>
like five blocks up a very steep hill from the um, the giant rainbow flag. Um, and people will ask me where I live, and I don't like to get too specific, so I just tell them I live somewhere over the rainbow. Uh, I live up a hill, big hill, and almost every day I go walk down to the Castro and try and pick someone up and then walk back up the hill. So my ass is constantly sore. I've always been a nerd and a loser, and people have always found me weird, and I guess I'm getting better at that. The other day I went up to a guy in a gay bar. I said, hi, are you a top? He said, yes. I said, do you like motorcycles? He said, yes. I said, do you want to go for a ride? He said, you look too drunk to drive a motorcycle right now. I said, it's not that kind of ride. And he said, sure, four lines. Am I a fuckboy or am I a wizard? Either way, it's a magical time. Um, I'm really big into um, charitable causes. Um, I have one, so I live on this hill, I love this beautiful hill, and the hills in the city are eroding dangerously quickly. And the federal government doesn't want to pay for it, the state doesn't have the money for it, the state doesn't have the money for it, so we need to act now to save these beautiful hills. But everyone has a charity. Oh, we want to benefit refugees, or, or starving children, or homeless people, but what about the hills? We need to do something to get their attention. And what is the one thing that everybody wants but that no charity is giving out? Yes, oral sex. Thank you. Believe you me, every Saturday we're going to be giving out to benefit the erosion fighting cause. We're going to be giving out blowjobs and rim jobs and whatever the non-scientific term for cunnilingus is, I wouldn't know. <laughs> We're going to call it Head for the Hills. <laughs> it's all you can eat. And for your tax-deductible donation of $69, you can know just how good it feels to give back to the community. And I don't have a time for this one because uh, it, it's too long and it involves explaining. It's not genocide if we all kill the homeless individually without coordination. <laughs> um, but either way, we're all going to hell. But that's fine, because it's warm. And uh, heaven is mainstream, but hell has that underground vibe. And uh, it's got really good food, because it's where all the French go. Thank you so much. My name is Colin Braun. Give it up for Colin Braun. Funny, funny dude. Colin, you're in construction, right? Can you like build me a deck? He, all right, I'll. That's true. Can I pay you in cocaine to build a deck? Yeah. All right, there we go. I'm getting a deck for my apartment. Woo! Yeah, all right. Thank you, Colin. Next on the list, we have Mark McCormick. Now, uh, forgive me, I am a technophobe. Uh, I had to disable Siri on my phone. Now she uses sign language. Um, so uh, yeah, I moved over here about a month ago uh, from Ireland, as you can probably tell from my voice. Uh, and then the, just the day before, Queen Elizabeth died. And you can't prove shit. So uh, I think what surprises me most about Queen Elizabeth is how long she lasted. You know, just last year, I don't know if anyone remembers, she had COVID. 
And it stunned all of the scientists and doctors because it was the first time anyone had ever seen a virus infect a parasite. Sorry, I probably shouldn't speak ill of the dead. After all, she was the mother to many pedophiles. Yeah, it's, it's King Charles I feel bad for. You know, in the space of a year, he's lost both a mother and a cousin, his father. And uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not surprised Megan got out when she could. Um, I would have. Um, you saw what happened to Lady Diana. Um, don't know if you remember. Uh, but basically, like, marrying into the royal family is like getting AT&T, you know? It starts out with constant coverage, and then, bam, disconnected in a tunnel. So, uh, yeah, I like sex with no strings attached. That's why I got circumcised. Kind of into a bit of the old S&M, sadomasochism. I can't afford any of the whips and chains, though, so I just look at the gas bill. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. I, uh, I, uh, when I met my wife, we made a deal. I said if, um, if I put a ring on her finger, she put a finger in my ring. So we, we like to try a few different kinky things from every now and then. Just last week, when we were having sex, I asked her if she'd bite my nails. It's actually very hot. And I do it myself, but I can't reach my toes. Uh, yeah, so um, I asked my wife recently um, what she'd like for her anniversary. And she said, you know, the usual. So I forgot. Um, yeah, I mean, married life has some advantages over dating. Um, I'm sure many people can relate to this, but when we first started dating, myself and my wife, I was really ashamed to fart in front of her. And I would just hold it in for hours upon hours upon end. That's really, really painful. You know, I was walking around like a blowfish, you know, all bloated, full of poison. And uh, yeah, one evening she just leaned in to give me a hug. And I was just like, <laughs> oh my God, have you got an asthma attack? I was like, sorry, I just had to suck in a fart. But yeah. Um, Marriage, though, I don't really care anymore. It's great. It's it's a uh, it's quite uh, liberating. In fact, quite the opposite these days. I'm I'm very proud of my bowel movements. I like to announce them to my wife like they're wrestling stars. Yeah. In the brown corner, weighing in at about three and a half pounds, this red hot streak comes all the way from Mexico. Gonna tear up that ring. Last night's burrito. That one needs work. Uh, yeah, so we came to San Francisco because my wife's uh, job relocated her. Oh, now I can hear myself. Um, yeah, I'm kind of embarrassed to tell people that she works for Uber, so I just say something less shameful, like she's in human trafficking. Because technically it's true. Um, and my first, you know, people are asking me what's my first impression of San Francisco. Uh, and I think, you know, if there was a zombie apocalypse, it would be weeks before anyone would notice. Um, like, I've spent countless nights watching people with clear mental health issues babbling away incoherently while the rest of society ignores them. And that's just the open mics. 
I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you. By the way, feedback is welcome. Did you guys hear that uh, Joe Biden's getting rid of the student loans? We excited for that? Yeah, I don't understand inflation either. Next on the mic, we have Sam West. Whoa! All right, all right, what's up, guys? Nice to see you all. There's uh, more people here than last time I was here at school. Glad to get out of the house today. Glad to get out of the house. Was doing chores all day. And I know I have a drug problem because I can't do basic household chores without fucking them up. Like today I was trying to vacuum, right? And my headphones were so loud, music blasting. I didn't realize the vacuum was off the whole time. It's like, fuck man, I just gave my house a 47 minute belly rub. <laughs> yeah. Now my dad always knew I was weird, kind of fucked up, a little slow, a little different. This was before pod everything. This was when I was like four. I had a lot of weird phases. Like I had one phase where I would bury inanimate objects because I thought I could grow creatures. Like I didn't know how seeds or birth or, you know, I didn't know how those things worked. So one day he came in from the garden. He's like, Sammy, why are all these soccer balls, these black and white soccer balls in the garden? I was so upset because I'd been out there every day diligently watering, waiting for my baby cows to sprout. Single dad, him and I were pretty close. Grew up just him and I, you know, just me and my dad. Real close bond, him and I. He was always there for me. Like I remember one time, I was really scared because I caught the monster under my bed masturbating. So I screamed for my dad like any terrified child would, dad, dad, and he came so fast. Try some different things here. It's a cool crowd, uh, change of pace. <laughs> I'm down with progressivism, right? LGBTQ, all that, that's cool. You know, it's kind of hack to make fun of acronyms and this and that, but there are a few I'm kind of sick of, right? I'm talking about like things like POTUS, okay? We should just say the president of the United States. Maybe the prez if you were in a rush, you know? We should just say the Supreme Court, the court. Now we say SCOTUS, you know? Like, I feel like low-key progressives are trying to use witchcraft on us and cast spells, you know? Potus Scotus, you know? <laughs> I turn into a zombie and start putting Kamala Harris stickers on everything. No, no. Tupac BIPOC. <laughs> yeah, I'm so white, I thought Tupac stood for transgender Ukrainian people of color. My girlfriend's like, no, Sam, you fucking idiot. It's a rapper. It's not even spelled that way. I was like, ah, oh, my bad. I'm from Vermont. It's real white there. White, white as can be. It's actually the whitest state in the union. I think it goes back and forth with Maine when like one family goes grocery shopping over the border. Yeah, real white. The darkest thing comes out of Vermont, grade A maple syrup. Yeah, different kind of place. But uh, I'm gonna end with. I was in a candy store yesterday at the wharf. Saw this sign when I was picking out the candies. Said. Shoplifters will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. And I thought that was weird. 
kind of fucked up because imagine going to jail for stealing candies. That's really rock bottom. You know, you get caught stealing. You'd better hope. You think pedophiles have it bad in jail? You better hope you're stealing a nerd's rope or something. You can Jeffrey Opstein yourself when you get caught with that. Holy shit. Man, the sentencing for that. If you have kids or something, why is daddy going away? Why is daddy? Daddy, daddy got into saltwater Jaffe, kids. All right, I was just trying that new. But yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. We have an Irish and we have a like a Icelandic Viking here. It's very cool, very white multicultural. I love it. Uh, up next we have Dan Vogel. Yes. Hello. My parents got a dog, and uh, when they got the dog, they put a sign on the door that said, don't forget to take the dog out. And uh, last week, they, they achieved that goal. Uh, they euthanized the dog. Never really had a chance. Uh, I think Harry Potter's an asshole. He, uh, he's on the way to Hogwarts. And he asked for all the food on the train. And they give it to him because he's fucking Harry Potter. But it, if I was running the snack cart, he would not get a single thing. Here's how that interaction would go. I would, uh, I would bring the card up, and I would say, uh, Any, anything off the trolley, dears? Anything off the trolley? He'd say, we'll take the lot, we'll take the lot. Hold out his galleons. He'd say, uh, no, you fucking won't. There are other kids on this train. Uh, let's see. I, yeah, I'm in therapy, and uh, sometimes my therapist will write something down. And uh, as he's doing that, I'm like, no, wait a sec, you don't, you don't have to write that down. And uh, that, that's why I'm in therapy. <laughs> uh... Yes, uh, and, okay, yeah, what am I going to go with? I, I got a hot dad, hell yeah, I, I got a hot dad, and he's got this youthful complexion, he's 60, but he looks like he's 40, and so uh, a strategy of mine on dates is to pull up a picture of him and say, here's the deal, okay? My body is programmed to age like a fine wine. <laughs> and you have an opportunity to get in on the ground floor. 
30 years, you're going to be a very happy woman at a residential community. <laughs> uh, last time I did shrooms, it didn't go so great. I took him with my friend John, and two hours in, he hops in the hot tub, and he's got all of his clothes on. And I'm like, dude, you're going to scare the hotel guests. And they're going to know we don't even have rooms here. <laughs> uh, I'm the oldest sibling. It's tough being the oldest. So I was telling my therapist about that. And uh, he said, maybe it's a weight you're putting on yourself. Um, like it's all in your head and it could be some sort of superiority complex. And I said, I don't think you know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> and that's my time. Thank you. <laughs> Give it up for Dan. Yay. All right. We're going a little out of order. She brought me with a lot of money. So give it up for Candace. Yay. Is this on? I need to hear my, I can't, yeah, I, this needs to be louder than my thoughts. Um, this is my first time doing this. And that's a lie. It's not my first time. It's my third time. But I want to tell you why it's also not exactly a lie, because um, this is what happened the first two, the first two times I did this. Um, two Thursdays ago, I woke, uh, like, I woke up at 12.30. I hadn't gone to bed. I was up at 12.30, and I was like, I can't go to sleep. I'm gonna write jokes now. And so I did that till three. And then Thursday night I did a set with, um, her name's Pam, right? She's so great. She's so great. And not, no offense to you, Anthony. She's just really great. Oh God, yeah, we like Pam. Okay, so I did a set and like Pam laughed one time and I was like, that's it, I'm professional. <laughs> She's clearly in charge. Um, and so I came back to Mutiny Radio the next night um, and did my first set on here and people were like Candace is a professional comedian now and then the next night I I was really excited about doing set but I was in like extraordinary pain extraordinary pain um so before I called the doctor I sent a few emails out because I have this trip planned for my birthday to solving I sent a few <laughs> emails out to seven venues I don't even know what kind of venues but I was like hi my name is Candace I'm a professional stand-up comedian from San Francisco, and I just want to see if you have, you know, like a 30-minute open mic, you know. I just want to do like a 30 to 60-minute set. I've never done more than four minutes. Um, so that was sort of like a joke I was playing for myself before I went to the emergency room. And I was in the emergency room. I don't know if you'll be surprised by these symptoms. In addition to the extraordinary pain, I was suffering from mania and short-term memory loss. Is that why all of you guys are comics? This is like, I, I was so baffled. I was like, and it's really hard to explain. Like it was very, okay, so to be clear, I'm fine now. My husband says I have to say that, like people don't want to witness me having a psychotic break. And so I have to just remind, like I am actually, I think I'm fine, this is my first time out of the house, so this might trigger it. I, no, I'm sorry, fuck. Yeah, so my husband says not to joke about having a psychic break, but um, 
so try to remain calm. These are his notes to me. Try to remain calm. Don't seem crazy. And I was talking to him about this, and I was like, but the thing is, like, when I'm being really manic, you're laughing at me, and you're, like, very invested in my well-being. And he's like, yeah, but I know you, and I know that you're being funny, and that you, like, <laughs> right before we went to the hospital, to the emergency room, he was like, I was like, it's just that everything is funny. And he was like, yeah, but you know this isn't funny, right? And it was so hard. It took everything in my body not to laugh. And I was like, I've got to go to the hospital before you divorce me because that's funny because I know you love me. I, 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 yeah, so see, he was right. This shit's not funny. But uh, stay calm. Oh, so he was like, the, the thing is, what the other people in the audience don't know you, so they don't know that you're funny because you forget to tell the punchlines. And I was like, oh, oh, that's right. And so he's sort of like coaching me. He's like, it's kind of like you need another person. Like, maybe you shouldn't do it by yourself. Um, and just to be clear, I'm a straight woman. I'm married to a straight man. And I was like, you're telling me that I need a white straight man to confirm that I'm funny. I just want to make sure <laughs> that you, I need a straight man. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Okay, let me squeeze in one more joke. Oh, we just had our one-year anniversary, my husband and I. And I don't know, guys, I'm still, like, really into him. And uh, we were at urgent care for the one-year anniversary. I'm fine, by the way. I've been poisoned by IVF drugs because I'm trying to make a baby. And they don't know shit about what's going on. Like, every time a woman goes to a doctor, they're like, we'll, we'll try something new. <laughs> like, we don't need to do an RCT. I'm a research scientist, too. Um, fuck, I really feel like, oh, oh, this is the joke about my wedding. I want to get it in really fast before it gets old because my anniversary was Monday and I was in urgent care. And the joke is... I was thinking about our wedding. My husband and I love so much. We like we weren't going to get married because I thought I didn't care, and then the pandemic happened, and I was like, I do care now. If, if the world's going to end, I want to be with somebody. Might as well be you. And so we gather all of our, it's like this. It looks a lot like this, like just our closest friends and family, and we get up in front of them, and we're like, guys, we're so glad that you're here today. Thank you for coming, COVID and everything. Um, we just wanted to tell you we no longer love you quite as much as we love each other. We love each other more. And I don't know, you might be sad about that, but we're going to force you to smile and clap while we make out up here. <laughs> and uh, then you better dance your asses off. Uh, thank you guys so much. Give it up, third timer, Candice, yay! All right, coming up to the stage, very funny, Ezra Lux. Uh, this is a good amount of energy. I will match it. Um, there is a the radiator in my apartment is like leaking gas. Um, I don't know what radiators leak. I'm assuming radiation. Um, <laughs> I, uh, it was very recently that I learned that if you get exposed to radiation, you do not become a superhero, but a overweight man dressed as one might visit you, so that's good. Um, yeah, I called the repair guy to get the radiator. This is true. I don't know if this is funny. I just He just showed up and was like, ooh, that's bad, and then left. <laughs> and I was like, that's half of it. That's the diagnosis. You got to do the whole thing, man. Um, anyway, so uh, my grandparents came to town recently, and uh, I really wanted to take them to a, a San Francisco place. So I went to a really good local spot. It's called uh, Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. 
And uh, I didn't know this, that it was based on the uh, film Forrest Gump, which uh, it's been a while since I've seen that movie. And I was like, oh, yeah, there is talk of shrimp somewhere in the nine hour runtime of that movie. <laughs> and uh, but, you know, the thing is, is there's way more of that movie is about like AIDS than is about shrimp. <laughs> and then that got me thinking. I was like, man, what other Oscar winning movies about AIDS can I turn into a fun family restaurant? <laughs> So I was like, how about the Dallas Buyers Club Sandwich or Philadelphia Cheesesteaks? I have 10 more. I won't do them, though. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm a big fan of the uh, show Hoarders and also the show Cribs, which are kind of the same show, actually. <laughs> um, they're, the, they're really the flip side of it. Um, see, the thing is, is all people on Cribs are hoarders, too. Uh, I was watching, there's an episode of Cribs where Chris Angel is like the celebrity and Chris Angel has not one, but a number of magic cloaks. Now, how many magic cloaks is like a reasonable amount of magic cloaks to own? <laughs> I think one. <laughs> he owns 15, <laughs> which is like, why is he hoarding all the magic? I know it's not real, but he believes it's real, so he should be dispersed. That's not funny. What am I doing? <laughs> um, what else here? Um, Let's see. I should have busted this out before I got on stage. Oops. Oh, yeah. So uh, I was on the bus uh, coming over here. This is real. And a guy, uh, he was wearing, it's not the full Canadian tuxedo. It's like what I like to call the Canadian business casual, which is like open denim vest, no shirt, denim cutoff shorts, and then denim fisherman's hat. <laughs> so good luck. And uh, he basically was like, hey, do you mind if I smoke? And I was, it was like on the bus, but I was like, the window's open, whatever. I don't care if he like smokes cigarettes as long as he's like going out the window. And he uh, pulls out a crack pipe. <laughs> and he's like, man, I love crack, which is like, that's a fun thing to say to me. <laughs> and he was like, man, after this, like, I need to go get some food, which is weird. I thought crack kills your appetite, but I don't know. And uh, he was like, what should I get? And I was like, you know, I'm looking for a job, and I think I've just found the easiest job in the world, which is crack sommelier. <laughs> because it's like, I know it pairs well with crack. It's one answer, more crack. <laughs> anyway, that's all I got. Thanks, guys. Amazing. Enjoy your victory dump. All right. Coming up to the stage, a personal favorite of mine. Give it up for Jared Senna. What's up, guys? How are we doing? How are we doing, guys? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, no, I'm not. I'm doing horrible. Actually, I recently just got fired. You know, it sucks. But you know what? I feel good about it. You know, I stood up for myself, and that's what really counts, you know? You know, someone needed to tell that 12-year-old I was tutoring to go fuck himself. Yeah. Fuck children. All right? Fuck children. Especially 12-year-old children, all right? Like, fuck being the bigger person. At 12 years old, they're already fucking bigger than me, you know? All right, guys? I'm short. If I was a car, I'd be a Hot Wheel. All right? Thank you, Jason. You've heard this joke like 50 times. Thank you, Jason. Oh, you never heard it? Okay, sick. All right, segue back into the joke. Anyways, do you know what I did? I yelled at him. 
I yelled at that kid in his fucking face. I got up on my tippy toes and I yelled at him in his fucking face. Ugh, yeah. So I've been rough. It wasn't always rough. Uh, I was actually popular in high school. Uh, not for good reasons, though. It wasn't because I was attractive or because I threw parties. I was just known as that kid that got hit by a car. Um, I was on my way to smoke weed with my friend at a local park. And as, as I was crossing the street, I got hit while I was skateboarding. You know, it's funny. My grandma always told me that smoking weed would put me in the hospital. I just didn't think it would involve a fucking Kia. Yeah, man, uh, I was in a full body cast and in a wheelchair, so it was really hard to walk. But it was really easy for me to find a homecoming date. I just went up to like the hottest person I knew I saw and just like guilt tripped the shit out of her. Yeah, uh, at first it didn't work, but eventually it did when I told her I dropped the charges for hitting me in the first place. That's a work in town. That, that, it's good that worked. That joke's a work in progress. Almost there for shows. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's when I was uh, back in my hometown. Uh, I moved here for college. Uh, speaking of which, I just graduated. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I graduated with a degree in creative writing. Why are you laughing at that, sir? You don't believe I can be a creative writer. Well, fuck you, Ezra. Uh, yeah, I graduated with a degree in creative writing. And in case you guys don't know what creative writing is, because it sounds kind of vague, creative writing is pretty much just a fancy way of saying barista. That's it. Um, yeah, but no, the Bay Area... San Francisco is a special place in my heart, because... Uh, this is actually the place where I lost my virginity. Uh, thank you, Anthony. That's the person I lost it to. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, 23 when I lost it, which is the age that I am now currently. This happened a few days ago. Yeah, but I didn't lose it late because I was scared to talk to women. I was just scared to show my naked body to women, you know? Like, no one needs to know how big my nipples are. Luckily, the person I did it with was very understanding and didn't judge me for how big my nipples were. She just sat me down. She was like, baby, I don't care how big your nipples are. As long as I get the $100 you promised to Venmo me. Yeah. Um, let's segue. Uh, new joke. Um, you guys been following the Ezra Miller uh, story going on? This guy is getting a lot of flack online for the shit that he's doing, and rightfully so. I mean, this guy's committed burglary, and he's also uh, been inappropriate with minors. So he's been getting dragged online. I think my favorite part about this is that the people dragging them online are using his pref or their preferred pronouns. <laughs> like I just did there. Oh, God, I'm, I could get canceled. Like, my favorite part is, like, I'm just looking at the comments. It's like, they should kill themselves. They're like... Or like, they should be in prison. Or they're a monster. It's like, wow, this is like, this is like woke shaming right here. I don't know, that's a joke in progress, you know? This, this is Muni Radio. This is what we do. We're going to do new jokes. Give it up for your hosts. Oh, grabbing that pole like we did last week. Enjoy your victory dump, Jared. 
All right. Coming up to the stage, another Muni favorite. Give it up for Jason King. Give it up for ourselves, guys. We're doing the work. Hell yeah. Give it up for Jared, you know, fucking losing his virginity the San Francisco way to a to a dude, you know. <laughs> All right, cool. I got some premises to work on, so... Here we go. I um, I was recently, I, I feel like Kanye West has been in the news lately for saying wild shit. I feel like Kanye West has said wild shit for a while. Like I was listening to an old Kanye West song and in the song, uh, Kanye West goes, to the hustlers, killers, murderers, drug dealers, even the strippers, Jesus walks with them. I like how in that scenario, Kanye thinks that the strippers are the worst. <laughs> Right, he's like to the hustlers, killers, murderers, drug dealers, even the strippers. You know, he's like God loves you even though He hates you the most. Yeah, I just want to see Kanye in like a in like a like a party and there's surrounded by strippers and he's like yuck, bring in the murderers. <laughs> cool. Um, I think it's interesting how babies cry when they're tired. Right, that feels very counterproductive. You know. Like everything you need to sleep is right in in front of you, right? Just go to sleep. That'd be like if I was hungry and there was like a bowl of pasta right in front of me and then I just threw a temper tantrum and threw the pasta across the room, you know? All right, that one's weak. All right, cool. I uh, I recently bought a new car, um, which is cool. Um, but every time like people come up to me, they're like, what's her name? And I was like, it's kind of interesting in today's a and age that you're trying to gender my car. <laughs> Especially when it's a car. <laughs> See, it doesn't even have a vagina. It's not even. It's not even close. You know, it's uh, it's interesting. I, I, it's it's interesting. Like, and people are so progressive. Then it comes to cars, and everybody becomes Adam and Steve. You know, one of the, one of those guys again. You know, so God created man, and man created car, and that car was a girl. <laughs> you know, yeah, I don't want. I don't want. The, what scares me about like making my car feminine is like I, I don't want anyone calling my car a bitch. You know, that's disrespectful, especially all my angry ex bitches. <laughs> um, all right, I thought that would go better, but I don't care. Um, let's see. There was recently a black cop who shot a racist white lady. Yeah, I'm excited for the All Lives Matter protest. <laughs> They're gonna loot a store for fishing equipment. <laughs> yeah. Here's something that's interesting. I think it's interesting how like rhymes during protests are standard, right? Because that means at some point we learned that rhymes were necessary, <laughs> right? Like like a hundred years ago, people were like, "Stop touching kids." The church is doing it, and people were listening from inside their house. They're like, "I agree, but that's not groovy." <laughs> <laughs> And then they kept touching kids. <laughs> you know, it'd be interesting to see if, like, if you tried it today, if it didn't work. People were like, "We want minimum wage," and the people were like, "Okay, but what else?" You know, they just start a protest in response. It's like, "Rhyme for the dime, rhyme for the dime." All right, cool. Um, let's see, where do I go? Um, oh God, I was in a bathroom yesterday, and I saw this dude right on the wall. He wrote, he wrote, uh, "Fuck." Ching Chong Latino Boys. <laughs> and I was like, yo, I've never seen a more racist way to refer to Filipino people. <laughs> Ching Chong Latino Boys. <laughs> the crazy thing is like, based on what he wrote, you could tell that he was super confused. 
Right, like he saw one of them, he like ran to his racist friends, he's like, guys, guys, they made a new color person. <laughs> and then all his friends are like, no, why, God, why, <laughs> you know? And then one of his friends has like a tear, he's like, what did they look like? <laughs> and he's like, well, they were half Mexican and half Ching Chong, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I thought that would go over better. <laughs> yeah, they could fucking dig a tunnel and put a railroad in it too, that's <laughs> wild. It'd be kind of wild if you saw like a Nepalese person, you know, like they, they kind of look like half brown, like half, it's like, it's like they got wonton Punjabis on here. All right, cool. I know where to stop. <laughs> All right, um, fuck, let me just do this one thing. Um, I, I, uh, they, I, I think they're trying to stop the, uh, the dick pic epidemic. Oh, why did I stop my record? They're trying to stop the dick pic epidemic in San Francisco by outlawing cyber flashing. Um, but it's kind of interesting. What? Fuck. All right. But it's, it's kind of interesting because like running around naked is still legal. You know? So like if you want to show a girl your penis, just rub mud on your face and charge at her. You know? <laughs> so, so yell too so it's convincing, you know. Just see a bunch of guys running around the street. I have a nine to five, I promise, you know. Alright, cool. That's my time guys. Peace out, thank you very much. Give it up, Jason King. Bye, Jason King. Oh, you're still here. Yay! All right, looks like we have, have you gone up yet? Do you want to go up? No. We have two comics left. Does anyone else? No, you're next, and then Brett, and then anyone else? Everyone went? All right, next on the mic, we have the very funny John Gallagher. Hey, everybody. Hey, uh, there's a thing going around on, like, Twitter that was, uh, do you see they took a picture of an ant's face? You guys seen that? There's like a tiny picture. They're like, it looks like a dragon or like some spooky thing. And they go, you won't believe this, but this is really what the face of an ant looks like. And you're like, wow. And the, but it's also at the same time, it's like, who's going to disprove that? You know? Like who has the time or the equipment to take a tiny picture of an ant's face? Like really, couldn't that just, you could just put Pennywise's face or just like Peter Skarsgård's real face. I'd be like, fuck, I guess ants look like Peter Skarsgård. I'm not going to fact check you. I don't have the time. It's easier for me to murder ants than take a tiny picture of their faces, you know? Okay, cool. <laughs> I, uh, what's it, what else did I do? I fucking, uh, I work in customer service, so my life is very fulfilling. Um, and I got a call yesterday from a British guy, and he had to, he asked a couple questions about the dumb shit we sell. And he's, yeah, I have to ask him how much he weighed. He's like, oh, we weighed about, uh, all weigh about 13 stone. I'm like, 13 stone? Didn't you people run the world? You weighing shit with rocks? What the fuck? That's the dumbest shit in the world. It's like when you when you divvied up the world, you divvied up Africa into colonies. How'd you do that? You go, oh, how many colonies do we make it? Oh, this many. Fucking rube colonizers. Rube colonizers worshiping a, a old lady. I don't like it. We go back in time and uh, we like to uh, correct the ethnicities of certain characters, right? Like Jesus is white. So they go like, there's no way Jesus is white. He's in the Middle East. He has bushy brown hair. He doesn't have blue eyes. There's no way. Like, you go back in time, like, they had came out with Hamilton. Hamilton was portrayed as a white guy. But, like, no way. Alexander Hamilton was really Caribbean. You're like, okay. There's certain historical figures they don't ever do that to, though. And it's like, you know who's, who's never had his ethnicity called into question is uh, Abraham Lincoln, huh? You know? And if you look at the stats, you kind of make a case. You kind of make a case for Abraham Lincoln being, like, you know, a POC or a black guy, right? Because you're like, on the surface, it's like, 
Okay, the only American president who was 6'9", undefeated professional wrestler. This is real. He was an undefeated professional wrestler. That's a fucking real thing. Next thing. He has a, a cool fucking, what the fuck else I going to say? <laughs> One other thing. One more. Oh, great, great fucking uh, greatest speeches. And the other one's used. Freed the slaves, you know? Seems like a, you don't read those stats and go like, oh, yes, an unequivocally white man. <laughs> like, like, even the Emancipation Proclamation even rhymed. You know what I mean? Like, you think it's a pretty good case for that? No, you don't agree with me. But I feel like the facts will back me up in the end. He wore a cool buckle hat. Does that make him black? No, I don't know. Good at speeches. That's good racism. I don't know. <laughs> uh, like, R Russians are getting a lot of flack nowadays, huh? Yeah, they're getting a lot of criticism. One of the things they do that's cool, though, is if you see Russian propaganda, one of the things they love to do is they love to make their leaders shirtless. Have you guys seen that? Like, they love to put uh, Vladimir Putin shirtless on horses. And they're like, fuck, this guy rules. Just this beautiful bald head and his bald, like, his fucking hairless body on a horse. Like, fuck, I want to die for this guy. It is kind of sick, you know? The U.S. doesn't do that. Like, you, if you saw, like, a shirtless pick of Trump, you're not like, I would die for this man. <laughs> Like, if we, if we released, like, shirtless pics of Trump, I'm pretty sure, like, January 6th would have been prevented. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you come to the Capitol, you get to see these pepperoni nipples in real life. It's like, hmm, I think I'll pass. I don't know. And if you, made, if you saw any pictures of Joe Biden, like, shirtless, you'd just be like, who tricked this poor man? <laughs> who tricked this pep-pep, you know? <laughs> just him like, oh, I'm strong. <laughs> I'm a strong guy. I, uh, what the fuck, tequila, oh, there's a guy, <laughs> this isn't, well, let's see if there's anything, there's a guy, I was going to a bar, and I was in an Uber, looking at this guy, and this guy looks at my Uber, and he's like, party, and I was like, yeah, party, and this guy's like, he just takes a, a thing of Don Julio, and looks at me, and just chugs it, and I was like, damn, dude, it's like, you remember when you used to be, like, secretive about being an alcoholic, <laughs> you know, I don't know, he's just like, I don't give a fuck, I'm gonna run you off the road, I'm like, okay, cool, that is definitely a party man, but, I don't know, I just admired his tenacity, I don't know. Okay, bye. <laughs>
Uh, I asked someone uh, recently who their favorite comedian was, and I thought they said someone we know. And I was like, oh, that guy once told me I should uh, be wearing lingerie and more jokes. And, that, and it turns out we weren't talking about that guy at all. Uh, we were talking about Dave Chappelle. And, but he just kind of accepted it. Like he just assumed like, yes, I'd met Dave Chappelle and Dave Chappelle heard my comedy and his advice was to wear more lingerie in jokes. Um, I still, I didn't take that advice. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's less of a joke, more just a fun story. Um, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much my new stuff. Okay, uh, let's see. Oh. Uh, I feel I'm embarrassed by things, not normal things. I get very embarrassed by things, I guess, that don't matter. Like any time I go buy stuff at CVS and I don't buy the CVS brand, I like, I apologize to the checkout person. And I don't, I'm like, oh, sorry. Like, like, I, cause I'm like doing so well, I can afford the non-CVS stuff. Okay. Yep. That's not a joke either. Um. Uh, okay, we'll try this stuff. Uh, I, uh, I, uh, I'm trying, I went to a yoga class, and it was very intense. Uh, the instructor kept yelling, and I don't think anyone should yell during yoga. I think it's a time where you should be calm. Uh, and in a lot of the motions, she's like, uh, it's like you're giving birth. Give birth to it. And I was like, oh, I don't understand what I'm giving birth to. I don't know if that's what yoga, I think it was a prenatal class actually. <laughs> now that I think about it, there was a lot of birthing, but there was a man in the class, but he seemed to be doing really well for someone who's not giving birth. Yeah, okay, next joke. <laughs> Let's see. I actually like silence, so this is fine. Oh, uh, I was a very weird, uh, I was a very weird 10-year-old, like, um, I was very obsessed with, like, the Civil War uh, <laughs> and Gone with the Wind, like, I love Gone with the Wind, and, uh, and my dad wanted to, like, bond with me, and so he would buy me all this, like, Civil War memorabilia, like, you buy these, like, commemorative plates, and so my room was just covered in, like, muskets and like quilts from olden times <laughs> and um and now i just have all this stuff and i don't know what to do with it i think it'd be suspicious to throw away so i don't know if anyone has a better plan for that let me know <laughs> okay uh i wrote down uh oh oh okay that's what that joke is uh i was talking to a friend and they were trying to prove to me they're smart thank you uh, and, um, and they kept being like, I'm really smart. I'm really good at trivia. And, uh, and then they kept asking me trivia questions. They were like, do you know where caviar comes from? I was like, uh, I don't know. And they were like, it's sturgeon. I was like, but you knew the answer to that, you know, like he, and then it kept going. He was like, do you know the easternmost town in the United States? He's, I was like, I don't, he's like, it's Lubeck, Maine. I was like, it doesn't count if you know the answer, you know? I want to, did you, do you guys know what profession has the highest rate of suicide? 
dentist, but that's because I told you when you've already heard this. It's the second time I performed it. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, I bet he's feeling stupid now. Okay, thank you guys. <laughs> Very cool. Dan's here. All right, that's great. Uh, your second to last comic of the night. Give it up for Kelly Evans. I don't know why I'm going to record this, but fuck it. You know, hey, what's going on? Uh, I do wine tours for a job. That's my job, so I know a lot of history about wine. I don't know if you guys know about Prohibition. I was talking about this earlier. Uh, Prohibition, they made alcohol illegal at one point in the country because uh, they thought alcohol was uh, causing people to be immoral. Uh, there was one exception. You could sell wine to the Catholic Church because uh, they've never done anything immoral. So they were good. And uh, I think it was actually working because people... Uh, suddenly we're going to Catholic Church a lot more. You know, <laughs> they were like, when's the Saturday service? Midnight? DJ Tiesto's playing? I'll fucking be there. Let's get wasted. People got drunk at church is the point. Um, I was a history major. Make some noise if you also uh, made a poor life decision. Uh, it was not a good idea. <laughs> I, Dad, thank you very much. Uh, I sell wine now. So that is, it did not. It's useless. Don't do it. Um, you're all have horrible lives anyway. It doesn't matter. You know, we're all in the same boat. Actually, I, I take that back. Brett is making money, so good for her. Uh, Rob Brett, if you need money. Um, anyway, the point is, you guys know revolutions. I mean, you probably, French Revolution is the most famous one. American, I guess, is a little bit more if you're a patriot. But um, I never really got how people got to that point, you know, to where they could, like, I don't know, armed insurrection. It just seems like a lot. Like, I have HBO. I'm not really going to do that, you know? And then uh, during Christmas, my mom didn't let anybody eat until, like, 10 p.m., and I was like, I'm going to cut this bitch's head off if I don't get some fucking bread. <laughs> I seriously get it now. I was like, I think that's really the tipping point. It's not politics in this country, but if things get bad and white women can't find avocados, <laughs> people will die for sure. They're going to fucking murder people. Um, I uh, My uncle's not vaccinated. I'm from Texas. I should say that first. That explains a lot. I have several people in my family that are, are not vaccinated. And uh, I did it, though, because uh, I... I, I am, uh, well, honestly, I just wanted people to like me. That's why I did it. I didn't do, I did zero research. I fucking was first in line. I told them I was 65 years old. They were like, come on through. It doesn't matter. We're just hitting everybody, man. So, but like my uncle actually lost his job at Home Depot because um, he's not vaccinated. They wouldn't let him work there. And I was like, I guess I kind of get that. I mean, really, I understand if they don't let you be a doctor you know, because that it seems necessary. But I, I knew it was bad when they were like, you can't eat at Arby's anymore. I was like, God, I feel like that's honestly COVID would be better than Arby's. You know, the side effects don't seem as bad. I get diarrhea when I eat there. Uh, just saying, it's not like really that's where the stand is. Arby's is where we're at. I feel like maybe we're taking it too seriously. You know, I feel like just wear a mask. Um, Anyway, he did, I, I had another family member who wasn't vaccinated, and then they finally did it because The Rock also got vaccinated. 
So that's a real reason, which is depressing, but not as depressing as people who I have found out about that got vaccinated because OJ Simpson did. <laughs> I was like, don't tell people that. That seems I, that makes me want to not be vaccinated. Honestly, I don't. I was like, I looked it up. He's like, he posted it on Twitter and everything. It's like a picture of him getting the vaccine, and he's like. Don't be afraid of the jab, knife emoji, winky face. I was like, I don't know. That feels like a subtle hint at something else. Um, thank you. Uh, what else? What else? Oh, yeah. I still have to talk to my uncle, though, because uh, he has guns and the dollar is going to collapse. So, you know, uh, find people who know how to survive uh, the end of the world. Um, what else? Uh, I got one last thing. Uh, I guess I'll say this. Um Somebody was asking me like why I support student loan forgiveness recently and uh, or like why people do like we do because I have student loans. And I was like, well, you know, the idea is that we paid all this money or we're going to owe all this money for the rest of our lives, basically. And we didn't really get the thing that we thought we were buying, which was making enough money to cover these fucking loans, you know, and like that's why we got the loans in the first place, you know? I mean, I, I got it for drugs mostly. I bought drugs with mine, but everybody else, that's what they want. So anyway, that wasn't worth it, but thanks a lot. You have a good time. Have a good night. Give it up, Kelly Evans, yay! One red, please. All right. Uh, it's your last comic of the night. Give it up for Dan Guan. Y'all doing great. Hell yeah, awesome. Well, yeah, we're doing we're doing this comedy on Monday night. Uh, I'm gonna sound like a broken record now, but uh, most of you know this. I'm actually originally from Boston. Big, I know, big surprise. It apparently, disappoints everybody in the Bay Area. Apparently, um, but actually, the other thing though is actually I grew up in a town called Canton. Uh, which is an all-white town. Uh, you can tell I was the only Asian kid growing up in an all-white town because uh, I now do stand-up comedy. Uh, cool, there might be something there. Growing up in an all-white town, especially as the only Asian kid's weird because kids will try to find the weirdest things to make fun of you of, right? Like, for example, like uh, my parents are from Canton, China. And one of the things that the kids would always tell me was that they told me this urban legend that if you dug a hole straight through the Earth's core and to the other end, you'll end up literally in Canton, China. To which I told the other kid, I was like, dude, that's so crazy. Like, my dad just flew all the way here. Like, y'all ever heard of airplanes or, like, y'all y'all got that technology now there these days? Um, but in my all-white town, I went to a town, I went to a school called Canton High, and uh, the so the only two famous the they're one of the famous alumni we got is actually Bill Burr. That's right, Bill Burr actually went to my high school, and I always grew up thinking that that's so mad that as a comic I can't be like him, uh, an angry white man. Uh, like, I tried so hard to be white, like, growing up as a kid, like, right? Like, you know, I would try to, to so hard to fit in. Like, I always wear, like, backwards hats. I'd always go to tailgates. I tried dating Asian women. Like, it's just so hard. So hard being white. Um, speaking of white, actually, uh, I started thinking a lot about superpowers lately. You guys believe in superpowers? Like, people having superpowers? Like, I think, actually, like, you know, I think that the phrase, with great power comes great responsibility, holds pretty true. And I think that white women have the greatest superpower, entitlement. You know what I mean? Because let's think about it. Let's think about it. All we ever think about entitled white women is that all they ever do is just cause, run amok, stir racism. And that's bad use of a superpower. We got to thank them for all the great uses of that superpower, like oat milk. Like, y'all ever heard about that? 
it's phenomenal. Now, now lactose intolerant people can enjoy coffee. It's great. Oh, this is going so well. This is going so well. Um, so you might know this actually as well. Um, so my dad's an, an immigrant to this country. Uh, and uh, when he uh, came here, he uh, actually opened a Chinese restaurant. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, and, uh, you know, my, I think a lot of times people like don't give uh, immigrant workers a lot of like credit, right? Like my dad, he opened his own business. He's the smartest dude I know. Like he solved his own labor crisis. Can you believe that? Like he had a shortage of people trying to work at his Chinese restaurant. And all he ever did was he turned to, uh, was it, all he ever did was that he took take your kid to work day into make your kid work today. Like that's how you, that's how you fix the labor shortage guys. Can you believe that? Um, but my dad like, spent a lot of time and hours in that Chinese restaurant for a long time. And you can tell because now he just spent most of his parenting, uh, spent a lot of his time parenting and telling his lessons in the context of a Chinese restaurant. You guys ever heard like of parenting lessons in, a, in the context of a restaurant? Like this is like some of the lessons he told me. He, all he ever told me was, son, you got to have confidence so you can sell more pork fried rice. Like that's how... That's how you got to get more confidence. Or how about this one? Uh, work hard and move fast because lunch ends in 15 minutes. Like that's, that's super important. Okay, this one's a kicker. You, might, you guys might like this one. Don't pay. Okay, that one did not resonate with you guys at all. Okay, I'll end on this last one. Uh, I think, uh, and especially like when I was coming up in high school, dating was also practically impossible when you're working at this Chinese restaurant because no one is ever going to think, no girl is ever going to think that working at a Chinese restaurant is a flex, you know? Like, you're not going to see me going up to a girl and be like, hey, Becky, you want to come check out my fish tank? I'm tight with the owner. Like, he can show us around and maybe even let you pick out one for dinner, you know? All right, I've been Dan Guan. Y'all been dope. Thanks so much. Give it up to the man from Boston, Dan Guan! Anyone else want to go on stage? No? Great, let's give a big round of applause to Scotto on the boards. My name's Anthony Mitchell and I'll be selling fentanyl in the alley. Take care everyone, get home safe.
captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! John Wessick here. I have a new poetry collection on Amazon. Here's the title poem, The Shaman in the Library. Naked except for a loincloth, ritual scars and streaks of red clay, he attends the staff meeting, all haircut, back straight, face impressive. Why is he here? No one knows. Since the library opened, he's pushed the loaded book cart and replaced Suzanne Summers and Gwyneth Paltrow in the diet and exercise section. Trembling patrons pay late fees promptly when he stands by the circulation desk. A few parents complain their teenagers shadow him, chasing rumors of hallucinogenic ayahuasca vines hidden in the botany section. And after the singed carpet incident, management forbade cooking fires. No more fresh rabbit meat, only packets of microwave cassava. He pricks his fingertip at shift's end and fills out his timesheet with human blood. It's a good life. His employer provides health insurance and a retirement plan. But when the wild parrots come to strip fruit from nearby trees, he remembers the land of his birth, his vision quest, fasting to the point of death and how his spirit animal came to him. He remembers inhabiting the jaguar's body, its savage strength and the power he gained, power to take life and heal. Free from culture and convention, he hunted at night, the heart-pounding chase, the taste of wild boar's blood. I was really just cool. leaving the theater. Convertible 
1969 gold Cadillac with the white interior that I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. around in it on the freeway and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising that Cadillac on the freeway. Good feeling, I'll tell you. Can I see? Uh, Laurie Stone, your voice is absolutely right. I am Hello, Blake. Henry. Yeah, Charlie here. Yeah, I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Black Block, a novel about protest from Sanjiro, a sample. The walk from Union Square to the bar is a long way for a drink, so you want a few stopovers. You get warmed up at Lefty O'Doul's, an old-time tavern with memorabilia and a menu from another century. Then a Market Street dive to rub elbows with the hoi polloi. Next is a Folsom leather bar. The dark goth soundtrack is a refreshing change from the usual jukebox anthems but you must avert your eyes lest you observe gentlefolk in flagrante. That means fucking. Tonight, none of these places are open unless looters have broken in. The city is shut down because of the riots. Thank you. Find me at sanjurorider.com and Black Block is on Amazon. Go! www.subliminalsf.com For the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen. Graphic design for every need. And live music promotion! At some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's Subliminal SF. Visual and auditory mind control. Go to subliminalsf.com now! Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. October 9th through 16th, 2022, the 7th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming to you San Francisco and beyond. So many venues this year. Atlas Cafe, Madam Racecar, The Bar on Dolores, El Rio, Baby Blues Barbecue, OMG, and the Alameda Comedy Club, as well as Emperor Norton's Boozeland and Mutiny Radio. 28 shows all week. Get your tickets 
at Eventbrite and for free on Sunday the 16th. It's a block party, part of the Phoenix Day block party. You are livable city who brought you Sunday streets. We're going to have a block party. We're going to have a bacon, bacon food truck, art vendors, 40 comedians from all over the United States outside, ready to make you laugh. Please come out to the 7th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival at eight different venues, October 9th through 16th, 2022. See you there. The National Lawyers Guild is dedicated to the need for basic change in the structure of our political and economic systems. They seek to unite lawyers, law students, legal workers, and jailhouse lawyers of America to function as an effective political and social force in the service of the people, to the end that human rights shall be regarded as more sacred than mere property interests. For more information about your legal rights, how to obtain legal assistance, or to donate, please contact the National Lawyers Guild at nlgsg.org. That's nlgsg.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, Write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders. Look good on camera. End all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And... Invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor.
Hello, welcome to Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube, a.k.a. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. Thanks again for having me. I'm ready to roll. Now you act like, yeah, I'm really happy to have you here as my co-host. It's like my a millionth appearance on The Tonight Show. Thanks for having me, Johnny! <laughs> the perpetual guest. Okay, we're gonna we have a great show for you tonight. After we get Carl out of the way, we're gonna have from Better Call Saul, Sea Horn. But first, Carl. Hey, Carl. Hi, Mike. How are you? Let's Good. Carl, Carl's bed. being humble up front, calling himself the best in the show. That he wrote the theme song you just heard. He has researched this movie we're gonna watch today, and he has interviewed a celebrity comedian. So I feel like I'm a guest. We're here on MutinyRadio.fm every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We have a new neighbor. Well, we have a new neighbor. Uh, our twelve, our, our noon slot is now Found Round Sound oh, from right. Uh As you know, we are big fans of Plastic, his other musical radio show. And, of course, we love the promo for Plastic. Uh, oh, Harry Hooligan. It was like, uh, hey, the dude abides. Remember, it was like mixed I up haven't with heard the new, uh, yeah, I've got a, one. I know the what you're one. talking about. The old one. I, I think I know what you're talking about, but I better not chime in. Okay, well, it's Scotto. Scotto is great, great artist, does a lot of collage stuff. Makes me miss the studio, so uh, we're glad to have him. So make it an afternoon, listen to Mini Radio starting at noon, listen to some Found Round Sound, and then listen to us. We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. That's the title of our show. Uh, and uh, Carl, what is the movie this week? This week we watched Terror Train, 1980. Terror Train. Oh, I like this movie. That is what you put in the YouTube search engine. And the channel we like is Out There Movies. So simply put in Terror Train, 1980 in the YouTube search engine. Find it. The movie we, the channel we like is Out There Movies. Press play. Press, you're gonna have to say accept, you know, graphic content or adult. Oh, is there graphic content on Terror Train? In terms of murders. Ooh, I like murders. All right, so here you got a big thing to do. We want you to go to your YouTube, type in Terror Train 1980. 180. You're gonna find out there is hosting it. Go ahead out and click movies. Out, out there, there movies. movies. Click the link. Hit pause. As Carl said, move it to zero zero zero. While you're on the internet, sign up for our podcast at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And while you're on YouTube, subscribe to our channel, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, where Carl sings the movie to the thing. So I had mentioned Carl, as a guest, has produced the show. And he also spoke to a comedian earlier this week uh, to do our Celebrity Comedian Countdown. Take it away, Carl. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Taylor Andrews. Welcome, Taylor. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. It's great to be here. I'm really excited to uh, to be able to count from three to one. It's uh, not many people could do that. So it's I a remember skill set we chose you for. We wanted you on because we had heard of your counting skills. Here you are. Now your name is Taylor Andrews, right? But it's not really. You went under. You underwent a name change. Tell us about that. Why did you make that choice? Yeah. So it's interesting. I um. So, I mean, I had been doing comedy for a couple of years under my original name. Um, and then it started to run me a little bit of issue and work. So, it actually, it ran me into a couple 
confused with my job. I originally went by uh, the Bear Dude online, um, and it was kind of my alter ego. Um, but for some reason, everybody could still find it. When I was coaching. Um, I kind of ran into an issue um, where all the kids kind of found one of my TikToks, and they did not like it. I met with the coaches. Um, they were just like, I mean, I, I was coaching the college level, so I, it was kind of like they, they kind of had to deal with like what I was doing in my own time. Then I got into my next job. I started teaching uh, at a high school, and a lot of students kind of found my content, same thing. And oh, the high school incident, that's the one I want to get into now. I think that they found you naked in a bathtub. Tell us that story. Tell and, and, and go through how it you, you came into the classroom. There was, you know, then you're with the 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 there you're in the office with the principal. Tell, tell us about this. Yeah, so I was half naked. I want to make I want to make this very clear. I have never been naked on camera. I've actually never even sent a nude. Now you were doing a music video and you were in a bathtub. Tell tell us tell us what it was and then how, when you walked into the class and they all knew. Tell us about it. <laughs> Yeah, so I um, so I, I'm a musical comedian. Um, you know, I do regular stand-up comedy, but my bread and butter is creating songs from jokes. So I posted it um, probably in February, uh, and about March, my coworkers found it on YouTube. Um, and they actually showed up to one of my shows, and I was like, "Oh no, like I'm yeah, I'm getting fired." Like, and uh, and I was talking to one of the guys after. Just not, dude. Don't like. Don't worry about it. Like, it's totally fine. Um. So then, some some girl was on my Instagram page, and she literally goes, Taylor, and she shows me a video of my. I'm holding up my phone. Uh, she shows me a video of my regular stand-up comedy. Uh, and then, uh, I was sitting there. It was second period. Um, sitting in my classroom, and like five kids barge in. I was like, what is going on? One kid he pull, pulls up his phone, and it's just the video of me. And like I'm in the bathtub with my guitar, um, and I was like, "Oh shit! Like this is it." Um, so then I went outside and I was like, "All right, what's gonna happen?" I got called into the principal's office, right? And they said, uh, "Do you know why you're in here?" And I said, "Yeah." And I just basically explained. I said, "Listen, like I'm a comedian. This is what I do. I'm trying to make it as an entertainer." He was like, uh, "But like, what about the pornographic content?" And I was like, "Excuse me." And he's like, "The porn." And I'm like, "What?" Porn. I was like, I've never posted porn in my life. Like, I, I've, as much as I would love to be a porn star, like, I don't have the, I don't have the gear for it, you know. So I, I um, it's like I don't know what you're talking about. I said, listen, like, this is what's happening. I already know what's happening. Watch the video. And they're like, ah, like we don't want to watch it. I'm like, but like, if you don't watch it, how you know what I did? Right. So uh, eventually, I got sent into the assistant superintendent's office, um, and then he goes, listen, I'm gonna hit it to you straight. Um, and then he's like, you can either, you can either resign or I can, we could fire you right now. But I was like, let me ask you a question before I make my decision. I was like, did you like the video? Right. Uh, and he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, fine. I'll resign. That was what I needed. Um, got a letter in the mail a couple days ago. Um, it's a, uh, it's an order to show cause, um, for this specific situation. So basically they're saying, um, potential that my teaching license gets revoked because of it. Oh, um, really? Yeah, so it's it's really an interesting situation. Well, you certainly in our community and everything now. We all love you and know you. The way you do the guitar is a very unique way of being a comedian. And we have a common friend in 